the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. How in the world could God ever make Egypt a wasteland? How could he ever make it just totally desolate? They've got the Nile River that provides all of the nutrients and everything for farming, and it's such a fruitful... How could that ever happen? God's going to dry up the river. And you know what happens when the Nile River dries up? The salt water from the Mediterranean Sea starts to backflow into the Nile River... And salt water gets on all of that fertile land and destroys it. Our society has put human reason and scientific knowledge on a pedestal. When we hear the supernatural claims of Scripture, our gut reaction is often skepticism. This has led many to reject Scripture and the very existence of God. But as Pastor Dan will illustrate in today's message, God is the creator of all that we know. He created the laws of physics and shaped the world as we know it. He's not dependent on our belief or limited by the things He created to do what He promises. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 29, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I will make the land of Egypt, which is a generation, by the way. I will make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate and among the cities that are laid waste. Her city shall be desolate 40 years. And I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries. Now, I'm sure this prophecy against Egypt seemed really impossible to most people, especially the Egyptians. Because of the Nile River. And because of all of the fertility and fruitfulness that the the Nile River provided. You know, the the Nile River was always, always fruitful. It was always green. There was always life there. And in in their minds, the Egyptians' mind, there, there was no way that the land of Egypt could ever be made wasteland and desolate. And God promised this. And he said that he would bring great devastation lasting 40 years. So so how could this happen? Well, look over in chapter 30, verse 12. God says in chapter 30, verse 12, I will make the rivers dry and sell the land into the hand of the wicked. I will make the land waste and all that is in it by the hand of aliens. I, the Lord, have spoken. How in the world could God ever make Egypt a wasteland? How could he ever make it just totally desolate? They've got the Nile River that provides all of the nutrients and everything for farming. And it's such a fruitful... How could that ever happen? Well, God's going to dry up the river. And you know what happens when the Nile River dries up? 
the salt water from the Mediterranean Sea starts to backflow into the Nile River, and salt water gets on all of that fertile land and destroys it. Now look at the end of verse 12 again. God says, He will scatter the Egyptians among the nations as part of his judgment against them. And we know that after the Babylonians conquered Egypt, they scattered the Egyptians throughout the Babylonian Empire. Verse 13, Yet thus says the Lord God, At the end of forty years I will gather the Egyptians from the peoples among whom they were scattered. I will bring back the captives of Egypt and cause them to return to the land of Pathros, to the land of their origin, and there they shall be a lowly kingdom. God promised to restore Egypt, and he will bring the people back to Egypt. But in verse 15, he says, But it shall be the lowliest of kingdoms. It shall never again exalt itself above the nations. For I will diminish them so that they will not rule over the nations anymore. No longer shall it be the confidence of the house of Israel, but will remind them of their iniquity when they turn to follow them, when they follow the Egyptians then they shall know that I am the Lord God. God says, I'm going to restore Egypt, but it's going to be a lowly kingdom, the lowest kingdom. It will never again be a great superpower as it once was. And it hasn't been. Just as God said. Again, as as Ezekiel is writing this, Egypt was a superpower in the ancient world and had been for a long time. But God says he's going to destroy it. But when he brings it back, it's going to be this lowly kingdom and never have the great power it once had in the past. And God says, and no longer shall it be the confidence of the house of Israel. Israel will no longer put their misplaced trust in Egypt after this. That word confidence in verse 16, it means trust or refuge or security. No longer will Israel put her trust in Egypt or take refuge in Egypt or look to Egypt to be her security. You know, sometimes God in his love and mercy for us removes things from our life for our own good. Sometimes he removes things from our life for our own good. Things that we are putting our trust in or taking refuge, refuge in or finding security in instead of the Lord, in place of the Lord. Sometimes God just strips those things away so that God becomes our one and only confidence. You know, it's, it's not until you lose all that you have But you realize that God is all that you need. And sometimes God just removes some things. He might even remove a a person or a relationship that we're, we're, we're leaning upon too much or we're trusting in too much that we're finding our security in instead of the Lord. And he, he, in his love, removes that thing or that person or that relationship or whatever it may be so that the Lord is our confidence. That's what he does with Israel. He removed Egypt. Egypt's not an option for them anymore. Now in verse 17, 
We come to the next part of this prophecy against Egypt. And it came to pass in the 27th year and the first month on the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came to me saying. Now the previous prophecy at the beginning of the chapter came to Ezekiel in the year before the destruction of Jerusalem. This one comes 16 years after the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, And just so you know, the prophecies that are found in Ezekiel are not in chronological order. So this actually, this is actually the last dated prophecy Ezekiel received that is recorded in, in the book. And it's included here because of its connection to the destruction of Egypt. Verse 18 says, Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, caused his army to labor strenuously against Tyre. Remember we studied that, his siege against Tyre? And he laid siege to Tyre. Every head was made bald and every shoulder rubbed raw. It's, it, remember he laid siege to Tyre for 13 years. And when it says here, every head was made bald and every shoulder rubbed raw, uh, it's talking about the soldiers in the Babylonian army wearing their, their armor, and their helmet, and their uh, breastplate. And it, it rubbed, you know, rubbed their heads to the point that they were bald and their shoulders were rubbed raw because you know, they were doing this for 13 years straight. Yet neither he nor his army received wages from Tyre for the labor which they expended on it. Remember, we talked about that, how they laid siege to Tyre for 13 years. And then the people that were in Tyre on the mainland, remember, they escaped out to the island of Tyre that was out in the Mediterranean Sea. And they took all of the riches and all of the treasures out to that island fortress of Tyre, so once the Babylonians finally were able to get into the mainland part of, of Tyre, uh, most of the riches of the city were gone, and out on that island, the people had escaped, uh, the riches were gone, and so the siege of Tyre uh, financially wasn't very successful. It drained the resources of Nebuchadnezzar. There was not uh, much riches in the city once the soldiers finally came in. There was nothing really to loot from the city. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Surely I will give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He shall take away her wealth, carry off her spoil, and remove her pillage, and that will be the wages for his army. I find this interesting. What God is saying here is because the Babylonian army gained so little from their siege of Tyre, uh, God's going to give them Egypt. And Nebuchadnezzar will bring his army down the coast to attack Egypt, and God's going to give them the land of Egypt for their spoil. He says in verse 20, I have given him the land of Egypt for his labor, because they worked for me, says the Lord God. Speaking of the Babylonians, they worked for me. God says, (laughs) if God rewarded a heathen army that did his will, how much more will he reward his children who do his will and work for him? Now, verse 21, in that day, I will cause the horn of the house of Israel to spring forth, and I will open your mouth, Ezekiel, to speak in their midst and then they shall know that I am the Lord. Now, when, it, when the Bible talks about the horn or the horn of a nation, here the horn 
of, of Israel, uh, that's referring to the strength of the nation. And so here the horn of Israel refers to the strength of Israel. And he says, in that day, he, here it seems to be jumping ahead to the restoration of Israel. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And he says here, uh, Israel will have a horn spring up. Israel's being destroyed by the Babylonians, but here God is looking ahead to a future time when Israel's strength will come back. Well, when a horn will spring up, speaking of, of new strength, and God says, I will open your mouth, Ezekiel, to speak in their midst, then they shall know that I am the Lord. He says, and then in the future, in that day, when Israel's strength is renewed, then Ezekiel's words will speak to them about their time that they're living in then. You know, Ezekiel 37, we're going to get there soon, it, de- it describes the, uh, the rebirth of the nation of Israel in the last days. That's the chapter that talks about the valley of dry bones that come back to life. And it says it's the, it's the nation of Israel that in the last days God will regather them and rebirth them as a nation, something that is being fulfilled now in our time. After that, you have chapters 38 and 39 that describe the invasion of the land of Israel that will take place in the last days And it even names the countries that will participate in that invasion. And God says here, in just this one verse, he says to Ezekiel that in that day, speaking of the future restoration, when Israel's strength springs forth, when they've got new strength as a nation, then your prophecies, Ezekiel, will speak to them about the days that they're living in. Which are the days that we're living in. Those prophecies are speaking about the days that, that we're in. And they will know that it's the Lord. I remember the, the first time I was in Israel, my wife and I, we had a free day in Jerusalem, and we took a taxi ride somewhere, riding in this taxi. And the taxi cab driver, who was not a believer, he was a, a Jewish Israeli, and he was talking to us about where we had been on our tour, and we were explaining everything to him. He brought up the prophet Ezekiel, our cab driver. And started talking about Ezekiel 37 and the valley of the dry bones and the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And he talked about the Yom Kippur War and the Syrians invading with their tanks and stopping. And the Israelis were able to get their planes up and blow up. And he said the Lord protected our nation. You know, he gave credit to the Lord for what God was doing in their nation today. And he was quoting from Ezekiel. 
And he was excited about what the Lord was doing in their nation. And here God says, your words will speak in their midst in their day at that time. And they are. Prophecies of Ezekiel are speaking today. And that brings us to chapter 30. And we'll move quickly through chapter 30. Verse 1, the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God, Wail, woe to the day, for the day is near. Even the day of the Lord is near. It will be a day of clouds, the time of the Gentiles. The sword shall come upon Egypt, and great anguish shall be in Ethiopia when the slain fall in Egypt, and they take away her wealth, and her foundations are broken down. Ethiopia, Libya, Lydia, and all the mingled people, Chub and the men of the lands who are allied shall fall with them by the sword. So this, this judgment on Egypt will not only come upon Egypt, but all of her allies, all of those that are within her sphere of influence as a nation. Thus says the Lord, those who uphold Egypt shall fall and the pride of her power shall come down from Migdal to Sin. Those within her shall fall by the sword, says the Lord God. They shall be desolate in the midst of the desolate countries, and her city shall be in the midst of the cities that are laid waste. Then they will know that I am the Lord. When I have set a fire in Egypt, and all her helpers are destroyed, on that day messengers shall go forth from me in ships, to make the careless Ethiopians afraid, and great anguish shall come upon them as on the day of Egypt. For indeed, it is coming, much like when Tyre was destroyed, and the nations that did business were Tyre were uh, fearful and trembling at the fall of Tyre. The nations that are connected to Egypt and allied with Egypt will be in anguish when Egypt is destroyed. Verse 10 Thus says the Lord God, I will also make a multitude of Egypt to cease by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his people with him, the most terrible of the nations, shall be brought to destroy the land. They shall draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. I will make the rivers dry and sell the land into the hand of the wicked. I will make the land waste And all that is in it by the hand of aliens, I, the Lord, have spoken. Verse 12, it says, I will make the rivers dry, plural. The Nile River Delta, the Nile River splits into many branches in the Delta area. Uh, Plus they have man-made rivers, man-made canals that come off of the Nile River. All of it's going to be dried up in this judgment. Now the Egyptians, they viewed the Nile River as a god. In the Exodus story. When God has Moses turn the Nile River to blood, that was a judgment against their God. And here, God says he will dry up the Nile River. This will also be a judgment of the Egyptians' gods in the mind of the Egyptians. The Nile River drying up doesn't only create an economic crisis for the Egyptians, it creates a theological crisis for the Egyptians. Their God has failed them. Now, beginning in verse 13, God names specific cities in the land of Egypt he will destroy. And the reason he names these cities is to show just how comprehensive this judgment will be. It's going to cover the whole land. 
of Egypt. Verse 13, thus says the Lord God, I will also destroy the idols and cause the images to cease from Noph. There shall no longer be princes from the land of Egypt. I will put fear in the land of Egypt. I will make Pathros desolate, set fire to Zoan, and execute judgment. And no, don't you like the name of that city? No. I will pour my fury on sin, the strength of Egypt. I will cut off the multitude of no, and set fire in Egypt. Sin shall have great pain. No shall be split open. And Noph shall be in distress daily. The young men of Avon and Pi, Beseth, shall fall by the sword. And these cities shall go into captivity. Uh, at that place, in verse 18, the day shall also be darkened. When I break the yokes of Egypt there, and her arrogant strength shall cease in her. Remember we saw the arrogant pride of Pharaoh. Her arrogant strength shall cease in her. As for her, a cloud shall cover her, and her daughters shall go into captivity. Thus I will execute judgment on Egypt. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. It goes on here, describing these cities that will be destroyed in in Egypt. And God says they will know that I am the Lord. God's going to reveal himself through his judgment of Egypt and their gods, their idols. He will show them that he is the only true God and the only source of, of power and strength, not these gods that they're trusting in. Verse 20, And it came to pass in the eleventh year, in the first month, on the seventh day of the month, remember I said they're not in chronological order, that the word of the Lord came to me saying, now watch what he says here, Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You should underline that in your Bible. I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And see, it has not been bandaged for healing, nor a splint put on to bind it, to make it strong enough to hold a sword. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, surely I am against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and will break his arms, both the strong one and the one that was broken, and I will make the sword fall out of his hand. As I mentioned earlier, the Pharaoh at this time was named Hafra, Pharaoh Hafra. And Pharaoh Hafra was called by the Egyptian people, Hafra, the possessor of a strong arm. Hafra, the possessor of the strong arm. Kind of like Richard the Lionhearted, right? He was Hafra, the possessor of the strong arm. Of course, speaking of his military might. So what does God say to Hafra, the possessor of a strong arm? I'm going to break your arms. Old Hafra, the possessor of a strong arm. I'm going to break that arm. I'm going to break your strength. And I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them through the countries. And I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand. And I will break Pharaoh's arms and he will groan before him with the groans of a mortally wounded man. Thus I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh shall fall down. They shall know that I am the Lord when I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon and he stretches it out against the land of Egypt. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries. 
then they shall know that I am the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of God, and though he was faced with the difficult job of speaking hard truths, he also spoke of great hope. Even though the Israelites were constantly disobeying God, God was still faithful to them and offered a way of restoration. This is what Ezekiel so boldly proclaimed, and this is what God also offers to you. If you'd like to learn more about Ring of Truth, we encourage you to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You'll also find information about the church behind this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We have a heart for spreading the gospel message to all we come in contact with, and all are welcome to come and worship with us at our location in Columbia, Maryland. If you're ever in the area on a Sunday morning, we'd love for you to join us for a time of worship and Bible study. We'll study God's Word together and strengthen each other through prayer and fellowship. Come by and meet Pastor Dan and all of us here at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. For service times and location information, visit calvaryec.com or give us a call at 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join Pastor Dan as he shares more from the book of Ezekiel on the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize